Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. Once again, I need to talk about the Coastal GasLink Pipeline and uh, that whole story with the Wet'suwet'en and everything again, because unfortunately, there have been a couple developments, both in terms of clear propaganda and also a total lack of media reporting on something kind of significant that we're gonna get to in a hot second. So for those who want more information and context on this, Waffle and I actually did a whole deep dive into this before, so I'm going to link those down below. I'm also going to link uh, the video that I did from last week talking about this. Uh, so between those two or three videos, however many there end up actually being, that should get you covered to get you up to speed to what's happening now. And so what's happening now is very much a propaganda campaign, especially from the poor, awful business Coastal GasLink, because according to a reporter on Twitter, CGL now speaking about essential supplies like food and water being held from the man camp, which had 500 workers. He fails to mention CGL didn't tell its employees to get out before Wet'suwet'en deadline, which was extended. He then says RCMP performed rescue operation to save workers. Yeah, apparently Coastal GasLink is having the audacity to go around and say, oh, it was really bad, you know, look what they've done to our poor workers. They gave you deadlines. They told you they were going to do this multiple times and even extended the deadline before, okay, well, you know what? Like, even after the extension, no one's leaving, so that's it, we're shutting it down. And even the workers know this, but very few people are talking about it. Coastal GasLink failed to warn camp employees about blockade, worker says. Camp occupants were not given the option of leaving, one worker says. Now conditions are worsening. And then, crucially, right near the start of the article, here's the part that just gives everything away about Coastal GasLink being a terrible company. On Sunday, the Wet'suwet'en and supporters decommissioned the Maurice West Forest Service Road at several locations, making it impassable to vehicles. The nation said it issued a warning 10 hours before the closure occurred. That message was not relayed to workers, some camp occupants say, which would have given them a chance to leave. I don't know about everybody, but a lot said they would have left, said the worker in an email. The Tai has agreed to withhold his identity due to employment concerns. Doesn't that just give away everything? We can so clearly see that Coastal GasLink is an objectively terrible company where they don't warn their workers so they can use them as a propaganda piece to make indigenous people defending their land look bad. And then again, to really drive home the point here, this worker who's telling on them has to hide their name because if it became public knowledge, they likely wouldn't be employed there anymore. How dare you tell the truth about what's going on here? Oh, that's very bad of you. Yeah, CGL so clearly cares about its workers, right? So that's the propaganda taken care of. Now let's talk about what is also not being reported on. So enjoy the following video. From the looks of it, those appear to be bison APVs as well as the LAVs. The LAVs are the ones that have the goddamn turret on top. And yes, I know they're not tanks, but most people see like a big armored military thing and think tank. So yes, I know they're not tanks, but this is still beyond messed up. 
The only kind of news about the Canadian military in BC is 300 Canadian military personnel deployed to Abbotsford, BC to help with all the flooding. Notice how that place is dealing with a lot of snow, meaning they're way more north. Hmm, I wonder why that's not being reported. This is really starting to feel like the Oka Crisis 2.0. So yeah, between Coastal Gaslink using its own workers and not warning them just to use them as a kind of, oh, look at the poor workers, don't you feel bad for them? Natives, so bad, right? Even though we put these workers into this position by not telling them and threatening the employment of said workers who actually go to the media with this publicly. And then in the other terrible hand, we have the military sending armored vehicles to Northern BC to deal with this problem. Which, again, just for good measure, because not enough people are talking about this, the RCMP still has a pension fund that has a $1.6 million stake in this pipeline. So yeah, no wonder they responded super quickly to this instead of, say, all the flooding in southern BC. I see reconciliation is going really well. This is all just so messed up and unfortunately our media is not really reporting on any of these or they're only reporting on the propaganda piece in terms of oh see look how bad like oh the workers are really suffering how could the Watsutin do this this is why you shouldn't support them anymore this is straight up state propaganda and then on the other hand we are seeing very clearly where Almost no one's talking about the fact that the RCMP, who have been responding to this crisis for the most part, have a actual financial stake in the pipeline in question. And on top of that, the Canadian military is just, you know, very, shh, very quietly being sent up there with armored vehicles, some of which have very serious turrets and weaponry on them, all to deal quote, deal with indigenous land and rights, which again, I guess that needs to bring up the next point. That's right, folks, we're not done. Don't we have fun here? Another damning instance of just how horribly we treat natives is encapsulated in the following article. Industry government pushed to abolish Aboriginal title at issue in Wet'suwet'en standoff docs reveal. Documents obtained by the Narwhal reveal representatives of resource industries and government sought the surrender of indigenous land rights in the wake of the precedent-setting Delgamuk decision, which affirmed Aboriginal title on unceded territory. So yeah, back in 1997, there was this big kind of court decision, which is the Delgamuk decision, and that basically said that, oh no, you know what, the indigenous people absolutely have title on unceded land, which means, oh look, all the indigenous territory in BC, which people didn't sign treaties with them, that came back to bite everyone in the ass, and by everyone I mean the settler state. So, they had to do a bunch of damage control, because all the businesses were like, oh no, oh, our investment's low, what's gonna happen, no! And so they actively sought to try and get indigenous people to surrender their land to avoid, you know, all these terrible, quote unquote, terrible issues that we're seeing now with blockades and such. Because again, the capitalist class really don't care about democracy or freedom and indigenous rights. They just care about money, indigenous people and their land and their history and their culture be damned. And that's why the fight is so particularly intense in BC, because in the past, they have tried to get indigenous people to surrender their land so that, you know, the petro state known as Canada can just continue to expand and go through their willy nilly. And this is why indigenous resistance is so crucial and important. And it's why the state, again, in 
BC really doesn't like that, which is why we're seeing brutalization by the RCMP, why we're seeing propaganda pieces, and not a single goddamn mention of the fact that the RCMP have a financial interest in this pipeline, nor the fact that the Canadian military is sending armored vehicles up there as well. So yeah, please don't buy into the emerging narrative that the Wet'suwet'en are somehow the villain in this story when it is so clearly Coastal Gaslink and everyone that they've influenced and managed to get on their side, including the RCMP. But unfortunately, a lot of people who don't take all of this into account and don't actually do the research are going to just buy the line from media and they're going to just buy into this propaganda and turn against indigenous people when they should absolutely 100% be on their side. The Wet'suwet'en are not the villains here. It is absolutely Coastal Gaslink and the RCMP. And the fact that more people don't recognize that is absolutely what's bothering me today.